How's it going, guys? Welcome back. Clocks on the stove, episode 11. Usual host, Grayson Fisher. We got Big Meech back in the building. Yep. Today, we got a little guest host. We got Tabitha. Tabitha, how we doing? I'm doing great. First podcast ever. Excited to that you guys are my first podcast. Excited to talk about an exciting first week of football. Hell yeah. So, so we had we had second week of college football this weekend. And we had we had opening week, opening kickoff and weekend for uh, NFL minus the game tonight, Monday night game. So let's uh let's talk about a little bit of college football. So as of, we talked about in the past, Big Twelve obviously is not really knowing what they're doing. They're losing Texas and Oklahoma to SEC. Like it's signed on the dotted line. It's it's official. And then there's been rumors of other teams wanting to leave. There's been a lot of rumors of Big 12 not happening because now you have the Pac-12 expansion with the Pac-12, Big Ten, and ACC. But as of as of yesterday, or as of game day Saturday, I believe, or maybe Sunday, maybe yesterday, the Big 12 announced that they're looking to add BYU, UCF, Houston, and Cincinnati. What do we think about that, Meech? That's right. Dude, I think that's honestly good for at least FAU because, I mean, the Big 12 is kind of trash, so they're not even – what do they have, like eight teams as of now? They don't even have 12. No, so, they have, I mean, I'm pretty sure they got like 12. I'm pretty sure they got like 10 or 12. I think it's less because why would they expand? Anyway, you're losing your connection. Um, you're losing me? Yeah. No, you're good. So, the, what is it? The American Athletic Conference, the AAC, gets a little confusing with all these different names. But yeah, the AAC, I mean, that conference is, you know, they'll probably scrap it if UCF and Cincinnati leave. So those are like big powerhouses. Or I could see like FAU and like some other teams from different like non power five conferences going. And moving up into the American. So you think so that like, you think the AAC will keep its its like prestige that it is, or you think it'll become like more relevant? No, it'll definitely like I'd say that's probably like the sixth best conference. Like it's the Power Five and then the I, American. I don't. I think you could argue that some years it's better than the Pac-12. Better than the Pac-12? I don't know about that. You it's could argue. Conference. It's a good conference. It's a good conference. It's a good conference. Because sometimes the Pac-12 is nasty with Oregon and yeah. USC. So yeah, I don't know about that, but I agree. Let's uh let's get the ball rolling. So the obviously the the big game at twelve o'clock was number twelve Oregon at number three Ohio State. Oregon pulled the shocker off and upset them, but nobody saw 35-28. Uh, Oregon's running back CJ Verdell balled out 161 rushing yards with two touchdowns. 34, 34 recovery reception yards, excuse me, and a touchdown. Anthony Brown balled out for the second week in a row, Oregon quarterback, 236 yards and two touchdowns. And although uh, Ohio State lost this game, Stroud is still throwing himself to be a very legit quarterback. He went 35 for 54, 484 yards with three touchdowns and a pick. I thought going into that, I thought I thought Ohio State was going to blow him out. I thought it was going to be like a 49-14 game. Ohio State was going to destroy them. But that's Ryan Day, so the head coach, for Ohio State, Ryan Day, his first home, his first loss in the regular season, and his first home loss ever while being at Ohio State. Dude, the thing is, like in the beginning of the season for all college teams, all these teams have like a brand, like Ohio State or, you know, any school that has a brand, Notre Dame, they always get overranked so high. And then by the end of the year, you know, like <clears throat> they're not even ranked or they're, you know, a team that's, like, ranked number three will drop down to number 20 by the end yeah. of the year. And then at the end of the season when they're counting up teams that have, like, significant top 25 wins over bowl teams or over uh, ranked teams to get into a bowl, it's always like, oh, look back when I beat this yeah. Ohio State when that's they were – Seven and five team, but they were number two. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that it's it's like all politics. It's a bunch of bullshit. So like you gotta let the season play out. No, I really agree. Really I think it it makes college football a little more interesting though, because Ohio State's always top dog, and the Big Ten's completely weird now. What like Iowa, Michigan, and Penn State are the top three? Like that's weird. You know, it's just it it, it throws a good curveball in there. It throws a fun curveball in college football. So it's always Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Notre Dame, or Oklahoma. You know, like it throws a nice fun curveball in there. 
Exactly. And they always, no matter, you know, what their team really looks like at the beginning of the year, those teams are always going to get a heads up just because of their history. Which no, is 100%. Yeah. Well, you know, like, you know, if you're Ohio State or this goes for like any big program, like in Alabama or, or even like, you know, I, I can't even say Florida State, but any big program like that, like even when you play a team that's 0 and 10, they're going to give you the best they absolutely have because they know they're on that spotlight. You know, like, so like Oregon might not even been like a better team than Ohio State. They just knew like what they had to play to to beat them. Yeah, and they probably do have better, uh, just as good of a team. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? Like Ohio State's definitely overrated, but we'll see. I mean, but uh, how about Florida State losing to Jacksonville State? Yeah. You just you can't let that happen. I don't care. Like, dude, I don't care about rankings. I don't care about how do you let Jacksonville State come into Tallahassee and you lose on the last play of the game. Like how, do, Bro, you how do you go? How do you play Notre Dame in a game that you should have won last weekend and put up like 40 points on Notre Dame? And then you can only put up what 17 or 20 against Jacksonville state. Like yeah. the D, the Florida state defense is no joke though. Their defense is very legit, but how do you, how are you not putting points up on a, on Jacksonville state? How are you not? Help them is legit. They lost to Jacksonville State, bro. They're not even they're not even really D one. They're D one double A or FCS. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that. You know, that was a rough hey, game. Florida State. Ugh. So other other big games that happened. We had number five Texas A M barely beat Colorado ten to seven at Colorado. Isaiah Spiller rushing touch excuse me, receiving touchdown out of the backfield with two minutes left. Notre Dame barely beats Florida State last weekend and then barely beats Toledo this weekend at home. That's so that. that's that's weird. Both their games win by a field goal. FSU upset by Jacksonville State. Iowa, Iowa State, this week's college game day, number 10, Iowa knocks out. Number nine, Iowa State, 27 to 17. And then with the news today, number 14, USC losing to Stanford, 42 to 28. And then about literally 10 minutes ago, USC just fired their head coach, Clay Helton. Don't really? know you saw that. I don't really know what to think about that. So USU is ranked number 14th, and they just lost to Stanford. And then and they, just fired Stanford their coach. they just started about 10 minutes ago. I saw Stanford, like, started their backup quarterback or some kid that's, like, he was a high recruit coming out of high school, but that was, like, three years ago. So, I, I guess. Think it's, I, I'm, I don't think he's that good of a coach. I've never been a big believer in him in the first place, but I'm not a big believer in firing a coach in week two also. Like, that just ru- that just ruins everything. I mean, I thought Stanford really weren't – they weren't supposed to be a good team at all. At so. all, no, at all. But that is a rivalry game, you know, so that's like kind of like a Florida State-Florida, like Ohio State-Michigan, anything mm-hmm. kind of happened. Still, it's not like – it's not like a USC-UCLA rivalry. Like, I don't give a shit yeah. if it's a rivalry. If you get – if you lose like a shitty Stanford team, I mean – Yeah. I can understand it, but I know what you mean. No, and then I would say the next big – the next big uh, thing was definitely number 15 Texas got – destroyed by Arkansas, 40 to 21. Dude, I've been wearing that Arkansas hat like all week, and I don't even like Arkansas. And then somehow they come out and they fucking smack Texas. It's just funny because, well, first of all, let's just break, go over real quick what happened. So Texas couldn't finish any drives. They just announced they're starting their other quarterback uh, next Saturday against Rice. They just can't figure it out. Arkansas destroyed them in the run game. 333 yards of rushing and four touchdowns with four different Arkansas players with rushing touchdowns. And then after the game, Arkansas trolls it with a welcome to the league tweet as, you know, Texas is going to the SEC soon. If I'm a Big 12 fan of any team in the Big 12, especially especially Oklahoma and Texas, I'm shitting my pants from that game. I'm shitting my pants. Because you're arguably a top one or two team in the Big 12 – and then you just got routed by what a bottom a bottom six team in the SEC. Meet you there. In progress. Oh. You there? Oh yeah. <laughs> I'll chime in if Meech is having some problems. Yeah, go I'm ahead, looking, listening to all this this happening in college and the whole you know Big Twelve news. We think of a Big 12, it's obviously, you know, Kansas, Kansas State, Oklahoma, TCU, Texas, Baylor, all these, like, top dogs. And I'm kind of, you know, not too excited about, like, U, um, UCF joining and all of that. But seeing all these upsets happen, I'm kind of interesting because it is the beginning of football 
to see that maybe this, you know, whole kingdom might fall and there might be a whole new Big 12 of their own. They, you know, schools like Oregon and stuff and all these upsets, Arkansas, they might might make their own name, their own Big 12 because we've had that wrong for a long time. So maybe this expansion and all these upsets are going to be, you know, a new history line forming. No, for sure. And I think the one thing to, to piggyback off that tab, the one thing that's really interesting too is like if you take football out of the equation, right? So you take football out of it, every one of these universities, every sport they have transitions into that conference. It's not like, oh, our football team's uh, Big Ten, but then we play in the S and that doesn't work like that. On top of that, the conferences that are made now, like before the Oklahoma, all that transition, they were they're made based off geographical location. They're not based off of like who's good at football, who's not. So I think it's it's it changes recruitment a lot too because it's weird because the Oklahoma and Texas they don't really have a, a southern uh, SEC vibe and you don't get a, a Mountain West uh, vibe from like Memphis Tennessee or from UCF you know or, or Cincinnati Ohio so it's really interesting it, from that like taking away football from it like how you're gonna recruit kids from how you're gonna get a kid from from Austin Texas or from Oklahoma you know like Yeehaw Country to go to Cincinnati Ohio or, or Orlando Florida that's not the same. It's, it's not the same geographical, you know, if that makes sense. Absolutely. It's going to be, I think, challenging, too, if we're expanding that much beyond the congregated area that they have and the, the geographical locations. But it might make things a little bit more interesting because a lot of these teams, I always think about it, too, watching some of these poor teams go from hot southern states to cold northern states. They have no idea how to perform in these negative temperatures. So, you know, it might be interesting to see some of these northern states or, like, these – um you know, colder areas like Colorado and Iowa to come over down to UCF and see how they maybe perform in a completely different climate. No, for sure. Location. Or like guys, they have no idea. Yeah. Or like Kansas playing in Cincinnati in the snow or like Oklahoma or, Te- or Texas Tech, they don't get snow. And then you're taking them to Cincinnati in the end of November, you know, like they've never done that either. So I feel like that's definitely, that's definitely something very interesting to bring up. Yeah, it's definitely cool. But, like, that's been going on, like, the ACC, like, Boston College is in the ACC. They're in fucking Boston, so. No, yeah, but, dude, you went from the, the highest north team in the Big 12 was, what, Missouri? And then they got went to, what, Nebraska? That's the highest it's north? Cool. It's cold out there. Yeah, <laughs> Iowa State, Iowa State, too. Iowa State, yeah, they're north. But just to finish off the college football so we can get to what everyone really wants to hear about. Uh, so that happened. Very concerning for the Big 12, what's going to happen, knowing that one of your top your top tier teams just get routed by a very low ranked Arkansas. And I'm not taking that away from Arkansas. Maybe this is a team that they ball out this year and they come out of nowhere. But from what it looked like, I'm pretty sure Texas was like a minus 25 uh, favorite. And last the last close game, we had number 22 Miami beating App State on a game winning field goal, 25 to 23. A lot of upsets, a lot of interesting football. Ranked? Yeah. Who did they lose to the week before? Or- they lost. They got routed by by Alabama. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, so just that's the college football wrap up. <laughs> a lot of interesting things. Was it packed? Upsets. What? Was the FAU game packed? You guys uh, got it. was it. a regular FAU game. It's oh, pretty regular. They're like hyping it up on Twitter, like yo, it's so packed. City yeah. section was definitely packed, but I kind of sat in the end zone so I could see a little bit more action going on. Yeah, have... the section is like on the side now, right? Yep. It used to be the end zone. I mean, that changed probably like my junior year. But I remember, Grace, I don't know if you were there when Devin Singletary was there running all yeah. over the place. Yeah. That was uh, that was FAU glory days. Lane Kiffin. The Lane I still have my Lane Kiffin button I was wearing to all the games. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, let's move on now to the big boy football, NFL. We started off the season, Thursday night kickoff game, Tampa Bay Bucks versus the Dallas Cowboys. Bucks pulling it off in a – Classic Tom Brady game-winning drive, 31-29. to 29. But no one's really talking about Brady right now. Everyone's talking about Dak, 42 for 58, 403 yards and three touchdowns. You guys catch a glimpse of that game. What are we thinking about that game? Yeah, I'm. Uh, actually, I saw – I honestly just saw the end of it. I saw the highlights, but I really watched the end of it, and Brady just did what – as much as I hate him. He's still doing it. He's still the master at leading a team down the field to win the game. And uh, I don't know when he's going to stop. I I thought he was going to retire like seven years ago. And I, I every year I say he can't win another Super Bowl. He can't. He's beat the Jets as long as I've been alive. So I don't even want to talk about Tom Brady. That's how much I hate him. That's all I have to say about that. Tab. 
Um, kind of, I don't have that much hatred for him, but it is odd seeing, you know, also seeing Patriots not have Brady and, you know, they really scam and seeing Brady perform on the Bucks. Everyone was, you know, expecting the Bucks to go crazy, but I think it was a little bit of a nail biter for them. It was a little bit too close for Brady, in my opinion, for being the GOAT. I think the, boat, the GOAT should be performing a little bit better than that, but Dak definitely did uh, steal the show. I think that's the only reason they did end up beating the Cowboys, but I expect a little bit better from Tom Brady, considering everyone calls him the GOAT. Well, yeah, okay. as, a, as a Buccaneers fan, uh, when you have everyone calling you the GOAT and you're the only quarterback ever to return from a Super Bowl-winning team that won at home, and on top of that, you're the only quarterback ever to win back-to-back Super Bowls with the same team, um, you're going to have some pressure, and you're probably not going to have the best first game. Probably not gonna. Pressure. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if his stats were ugly. It doesn't matter if he played well. He had a game-winning drive. He won the game. Yeah, sometimes it's not pretty, but he got the job done. I think the Dallas Cowboys is the, I think the Cowboys are a very solid team. I think they came ready. It's opening kickoff game. It didn't matter who you're playing that game. All the eyes are on you. You're going to bring your best performance. And I think Zeke is dog shit. I think Zeke is overrated. I think he had his glory days are past him. And I think I, you can't have Dak throwing 52 passes a game and expect to go to the playoffs. This is the NFL. This isn't the Pac-12. This isn't the Big 12. You know, and if he can't establish a running game, you have one of the best O-lines in the NFL. There's no reason why you're not why you're only getting, what, you got 44 yards that game? Come on, A couple bro. of their O-linemen were hurt, and honestly their line isn't as good as it was. Those guys are getting old. 44 yards, though, bro. Yeah, I don't know what's up with Zeke. I really thought he was going to bounce back this year. Dude, it doesn't – I don't know what it is. Like, it doesn't look like he's lost. It's just maybe the O-line's not as good as it was. But, dude, he was a beast. But when everyone's was, talking, like, the, the the presence of Dak being back is going to help him. Well, Dak's presence was completely there, and he did nothing. Dak? No, I'm talking about Zeke. Like, everyone's saying, oh, when Dak comes back, Zeke will be better because, like – they yeah. they'll focus on Dak more. Well, Dak was there 100%, and Zeke didn't do anything. Yeah, I mean, it's one game, but we'll see. Yeah, he's not uh, – he hasn't performed. Everyone blamed it on Andy Dalton being out there, but we'll see. We'll see what happens with him. Let's move on to that. Next game we got the Eagles ran through the Falcons 32-6. to six. Uh, Only thing I have to say is I don't know why they still have Matt Ryan. I think they should just move on on him. And I, I've been saying it since he came – since, since he got beat out by two at Alabama, Jalen Hurts is a legitimate quarterback. 264 for three touchdowns. I don't understand this hate. I don't understand why people don't believe in him. The, the man is a quarterback, and he's proving it. And he does it every week. And it, it, I don't – that's all I got to say. I'm a yeah, Jalen Hurts ride or die, I, man. I'm all I'm – I've liked Jalen Hurts since he was a freshman at Alabama. I don't know why they benched him for Tua in the first place at Alabama. I think he's better than – Easily better. He was on the roster with Mac Jones and Tua, and I think he'll be a better NFL quarterback, and he isn't a better quarterback right now. But, uh, yeah, I mean, look at what Jalen Hurts did, 264 yards, three touchdowns. And, dude, I honestly thought the Falcons, they're trash, but they came out looking bad. Like, I thought the Eagles, a lot of people projected to be, like, one of the worst teams in the league. And for them to come out and just smack the Falcons like that, did you see the picture of Matt Ryan just, like, laying on his stomach, just dead on the field? <laughs> like, dude, he is washed. They need Who's the backup in Atlanta? Who knows, right? Yeah. Like, it used to be that Virginia kid, but he went to, he went to Green Bay, I think. Kirk, the kid. Yes. They do not look any better than they did a year ago. Like, they're, they're so rusty offensively. I feel bad for their coach because I think – I believe it's Arthur Smith. Like, this was, like, his debut. And this poor man is just being, you know, drugged under the bus because of Matt Ryan. And I, I, I thought the Falcons were honestly going to clap them, but it was vice versa. And I don't really like the Falcons to begin with. I don't like Matt Ryan anyways, but I'm honestly, the fact that they, the six points didn't even come from, you know, a touchdown with a failed, you know, kick. It came from just two field goals in the first and second period or quarter doesn't really help them either. They had to just settle for two uh, field goals, which is pretty lame. I agree. Now, if you guys can recall, who was their first their first round draft pick this year? I can't remember. I have no idea. But I know – I don't think – did they have a high up pick? Because yeah. I think by the time yeah. it got to them. They got Kyle Pitts, 
first round. Oh, that's right. Duh. Yeah, see, look, yeah. I, I agree. No, listen, listen, listen. I completely agree Kyle Pitts is a dog, but you should they should have cut Matt Ryan and gone to QB instead. But who who was there when they were picking Mac Jones? Uh I don't know what pick he was. Because honestly, at this point, if you're the Falcons, I don't know if I I guess they're rebuilding now, but like I guess they thought they could get like another two year or two out of Matt Ryan. And then you pick up Kyle Pitts, who's like a generational tight end, so they say. Dude, he I was mean, the fourth pick, bro. He was the fourth pick. They had any quarterback they wanted. Yeah, but who? Trey Lance, Justin Fields, or Mac Jones, or you get Kyle Pitts and ride with Matt Ryan. I don't know. That's a tough well, one. How's Ryan with Matt Ryan going for them so far, Meech? Yeah. Yeah, but I'd rather go three and what fourteen now and or three and thirteen and three and fourteen it would be, right? Yeah, three so, and fourteen now, yeah, yeah, three and fourteen. Yeah, three and fourteen and dude get like Spencer Rather or whoever is the first pick in the draft. That's what I would do. Yeah, right. <laughs> Next game I got written down here. We got Steelers beat Buffalo 23 to 16. All I have is that uh, Buffalo's offense could not get any rhyme, rhythm, or, or move, and they, they just couldn't. I honestly didn't watch runners. the game. But... Stephon Diggs was dropping passes. Josh Allen was getting sacked, not hitting throws. Um, I just – it was kind of a boring game, low-key. I'm not going to lie. It was a little it was a little boring. Yeah, I heard Big Ben didn't look too great. He's this like a this he's been like, washed up. This wasn't so, that much fun of a game to watch. There's nothing really produced ever. Like I don't know, Tabion Day. Yeah, that's kind of a fluke. It wasn't game. a favorite game of mine, to be honest. Really? I wasn't. I don't really got much to say about it. it just wasn't like a just one of those games you're well, watching. You're like, Man, very exciting. Yeah. Nothing really exciting stood out to me in that game. Yeah, I was pretty bored. Yeah, week one can be a fluke, like, for a lot of teams because it's week one. You know what I mean? Next game I got is the Bengals beating the Vikings in overtime, and Jamar Chase finally showed he wasn't a kid that just drops passes. Five receptions, 101 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, Jamar Chase, everyone's saying he's overhyped, overhyped. But, uh, I mean, him and Joe Burrow, that's that might be a scary duo for years to come. Mm-hmm. Joey B's looking good. Yeah. I think the Vikings are overrated as hell. I mean, they're not – their expectations aren't too high, but I think they're going to be bad this year. Because the Bengals aren't a great team. Like, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. They have some weapons, I guess you could say Jamar Chase. He's not going to do that every week. And didn't Joe Mixon get hurt? I don't remember. I'm pretty sure Joe Mixon got hurt and he couldn't finish the game. But, like, other than that, the Bengals kind of suck. For the Vikings to lose to the Bengals, you know, I, I think the Vikings are trash. Like, they might be one of the worst teams in the league. That'll surprise everyone, what in my think? opinion. As a Packer fan, I also agree. I'm not a fan of the Vikings, but I was honestly surprised they did lose, especially in overtime. But – Burrow, I know, did have one well, in the second – end of the second, he had, like, a 50-yard bomb to chase. I was like – I think they really stepped up. And I think, again, just like with college football, all the upsets, upsets like this, I think are going to flip the whole script of football because you see big dog teams falling to these kind of underdog teams. But I think that's on purpose. I think those reigning teams are kind of coming to a close and these other underdog teams are trying to step up. One thing I like about it a lot um... – I agree with everything you said, Tab. One thing I liked about it a lot was when when the when the Bengals got Jamar Chase, there was so much speculation from I mean, even me and Meech gave speculation on it. Like, why wouldn't you get an alignment? You know, like like you're, you're starting quarterback, you're facing your team, Joe Burrow, just towards ACL last year. Why aren't you getting an alignment? They get Jamar Chase, they go, Well, look, we can get an alignment later in the draft. They did. And they're like, But this Jamar Chase Burrow duo is is important enough to us that we think it's worth it. Well, then everyone's like, yeah, we'll see, we'll see. And then preseason came and Jamar Chase is dropping everything. So then everyone's like, oh, my mm-hmm. gosh, they're so dumb. Why would they do this? Jamar Chase isn't worth that pick. And, and first game, when it really matters, you know, the draft's gone, preseason's gone, all this, like, like, like pre-high BS is over, he balls out. You know, and I'm not saying he's going to do it all season. And I'm not saying he's going to be worth the pick. But I am saying I do respect the Bengals and I respect Joe Burrow for them for sticking through it the whole time. 
They're like, it didn't matter what, what people said in the draft. It didn't matter what people said in preseason. We're going to show that this pick was worth it. And after that game, he he played like a first-round draft pick. He played like a number one player. You see what Absolutely. Joe Burrow said to uh, the media after the game? I read something. It was something like uh, – Jamar Chase, he's like, oh, I thought he was supposed to drop everything, huh? Like, yeah. that's what you said, and you walked away. I was like, that's fire. Yeah, but it's cool, though, because, you know, you know he wanted Jamar Chase. Joe Burrow wanted him. Let's be honest. He wanted him there. Yeah, duh. So, yeah, but, like, yeah. all the media is just is bashing them for not getting an alignment. So when something that – you never really hear – you never really hear compliments in sports. You only really hear the bad side. So I'm giving them a compliment. You know, I'm complimenting the Bengals for that draft pick. Wow, I don't think anyone said that. Bengals, good draft pick in a while. Uh, the next game I got is 49ers beat the Lions 41 to 33. This game gave me similar Buffalo Steelers vibes. Very boring. Very, very boring. Jared Goff yeah, showed he wasn't that good. Though. Skip it. Who the fuck cares about the yeah. Lions? Or the- I think the no. only exciting part out of that was Trey Lance. That was it. Trey Lance with his first touchdown in the NFL. Yep. Now, the big game that, that for me, yeah, out of, out of everything uh, that, that showed the most was the Cardinals are elite. They're no longer. They're no longer a speculation of, or can they break good? Can they do this? They're elite because the Titans were so overhyped this going into this preseason. Like they, we have the best line. We have Derrick Henry. We have Julio Jones. We have uh, AJ Brown. We have all these weapons, and they got slaughtered by the Cardinals, thirty-eight to thirteen. Kyler Murray, two hundred twenty, excuse me, two hundred eighty-nine passing yards, five total touchdowns. They shut Derrick Henry down. Let's talk about this Cardinals defense. All right, we know about the offense. We know about Kyler Murray. We know about D-Hop. This defense, they shut Derrick Henry down to 58 yards. 58 yards they shut Derrick Henry down. All right, their defense had three fumbles, six sacks, and an interception. And five of those six sacks came from Chandler Jones, who, if you don't remember about three podcasts ago, we were talking about him wanting to leave Arizona. I think he's very happy he didn't do that now. No. J.J. Watt, Chandler Jones, Buda Baker. Yo, that defense is legit. Insane. Tyron Matthew, too, right? Yeah. Play. Yeah. I don't know. Is Tyron with Kansas City or is he with the Cardinals? Oh, I'm sorry. Kansas City. Yeah. yeah I'm sorry. You're Tab, right. what did you think about the Cardinals? What did you think about that game? Um, I've always been a Hopkins fan. He was obviously the best Cardinal player out there. He was a magician with his feet, always playing them in. I think he – um, on that, he was like the best Cardinals like wideout on that day. He was, you know, given this two touchdown receptions. I wrote it down here, 83 yards receiving. And I think he was, I, I'm probably going to put him into my fantasy because I'm really liking how he's looking. I always have been a fan of him, but he really showed out. And like, I really liked his feet game in this past game. Oh yeah. And I just think it's like, you know, the Cardinals, like I'm a big Cliff Kingsbury fan. Uh, a lot of people give me hate for that. He's never really proved himself hundred percent. And I will agree with that. I, I'm someone that admits my right, and I'll admit when I'm wrong. He hasn't really done much. He's been on the verge of doing stuff, and he's never capped it. Like, there's a couple of Texas Tech teams he had, which were, like, right there, and they just couldn't do it. You know, we saw that last season with the Cardinals, and they went 8-8. Eight and eight. It was like they were so good, but they just couldn't get it. And I think now having this defense to focus on, because at first it was like, you know, we play the Cardinals, we just shut down Kyler, we, 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 uh, we ghost or whatever, double cover, D-hop, and then we just outscore them. Well, now you can't depend on that. Because now your quarterback might die, you know. So I feel like it makes it it makes them a very fun team to watch. Personally, what, what do y'all yeah, think? Definitely a fun team to watch, and they're sneaky good. Like, mm-hmm. but their division is disgusting too. The division is so hard. That's yeah, so like they could be nasty and not even make the playoffs, which is crazy. Wait, it's, it's it's them, Seattle, uh, them, Seattle Raiders, and forty nine. No, not the Raiders. Raiders are in the AFC. No, no, it's them, Seattle. Uh, 49ers. 49ers. What's the other one? This is a fourth team. Oh, my gosh. Someone obvious. Yeah, I know. This is going to bother me. Come on, Tab. I'm trying to think of it, too. Seahawks, Cardinals. It's a good team. Oh, Rams. Rams. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, that's a division. 49ers, Cardinals, Seahawks, Rams. Yeah, that's by far the best division in the NFL. I saw a stat where it said – um, each team in their in the division won their game by ten or more points, undefeated. Jesus. But um, yo, a game you didn't put on here, which couple games? Browns Chiefs. Yeah, get into that. Talk about it. Yeah, Baker. Well, the punter basically dropped the punt and 
instead of like punting it for 30 yards, he tried to get up and run. I don't know if you saw that. Like he dropped the snap. And that was that was what lost in the game. I I saw them winning the beginning, yeah, and I didn't get to watch the end. I just saw that, that they came back. And then and then Mahomes, like it, they got the ball back in the twenty yard line. They scored a touchdown, and then like a minute and a half left, Baker threw an interception trying to win the game. But uh, yeah, like the Browns are legit. They pretty much should have won that game. They led the entire game until the punter dropped that ball. Well, if you remember last year in the playoffs, they should have beaten the Chiefs too with that helmet to helmet tackle fumble. Like they should, yeah. they should have beaten. They should have won. Dude, the Browns, like with their weapons, they should be, and their defense is good. Like they're 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 right, dude. They are legit, man. There, there's no like, more. Oh, the Browns. It's no more like the Browns are back. It's like, all right, you proved you're back. Now, now let's start winning stuff. You know. As much as I can't stand the Browns, I just don't think Baker's got what it takes to win them a Super Bowl. Um, I'm a big Baker fan, man. I'm a big Baker fan. Dude, I, I think he can stick to his commercials. I don't so think he's super real quality. What'd you think yeah. about the game, though? Yeah, there we go. I think the game the game was really good. Um, I'm not a huge uh, Seahawk fan at all. To be honest, I've never been a fan of Russell Wilson or any of those guys, but it is an impressive win, and I actually do – um, love Lockett. He had the, the first touchdown of the game, followed by another touchdown and a second. I think he's yeah. honestly one of the best deep catchers. He kind of reminds me of Deshaun Jackson. He's just one of the best, like, always going to be in the deep, yeah, deep end, yeah, going to catch like him a, no matter what. Best possession receiver, like, in a lot, in a long time. Like, he's always there for, you know, he's like a safety blanket for Russell Wilson. Yeah. Absolutely. No, yeah, that was, that was fun. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to think of other the other big games. Chargers beat Washington uh, Dolphins, Super Bowl Dolphins, game. Patriots. What happened? You watched Dolphins Patriots game? I did not know. I was in chapter. You want to give us I a little bit of that? And uh, Mac Jones had a really good game. He basically ran the Patriots dink and dunk system perfectly. He had like ten incompletions. That Belichick dink and dunk, but uh, in the end, Dolphins came out on top, 17-16. And uh, Tua didn't really play well. Dude, they're already not- like, they're already kicking Tua to the curb down in Miami. Even with the win, like the fans are not happy. I think Tua's trash. You do, yeah, I do too. And Mac Jones, but that's just my bias as a Jet fan. It just bothers me, bro, because people think like Tua was so much better than Jalen Hurts in college, and he really wasn't. He really wasn't doing anything. Tua, I call him the one-hip wonder. Dude, yeah. he's got a fake mechanic hip. <laughs> Yeah, I, I just – I don't know, man. Uh, I have Justin Herbert, so and there's, like, all these, like, oh, Herbert's going to win – he's going to win the MVP. Like, he's legit. He's not a rookie anymore. And he threw great. He just threw one touchdown. He threw, like, 300-something yards, like, top three uh, passing yards. He just couldn't score touchdowns. It was so frustrating. Super boring game. Now, a game that was not boring at all was the Saints routing, routing – the Green Bay Packers. Jameis had what five touchdowns? Good old Jameis. Dude. Have you seen that? That uh, 15 for 20, 148 yards and five Here's touchdowns. We eat dubs. He's like, we eat dubs. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, he's hilarious. All of his interviews like go viral just because of his facial expressions. I I'm a Jameis fan, but obviously because of he uh, Florida State Heisman, Heisman Florida State. I never liked Jameis, but I kind of like him now. I didn't like how there was so much hate on him. Like, bro, he took a pay cut to go. He could have gotten paid more to go to Pittsburgh, but he took a pay cut to learn under Sean Payton. And then they're like, oh, we don't even know if he's a starter. And then he just tortured Green Bay. Just Well, that last year in Tampa Bay, he said he wanted more money because his stats speak for himself, and he led the league in interceptions. He's like, no, nah, I'm talking about the touchdowns and the yards, bro. Dude, but it's it, like, dude. I think I think it was good for him to learn under Drew Brees. He got he had to get the psychological aspect down, you know, get the turnovers over with. But the the, the kid's good, man. Kid's good. Tab's a Green Bay fan. So I want to hear what you guys say. Yeah, it's um very difficult to be a Packer fan right now. Um, my own mom has to text me and was saying, "Don't turn on the game if you haven't already." Um, I I have two Aaron Rodgers jerseys, but I think I'm gonna have to you know maybe retire those just for a little bit. Um, I think my new star, I've always loved him, Devontae Adams. He's back and hungry. 
he I'm hoping he's gonna you know kind of light the fire in Aaron Rodgers' ass a little bit and kind of get them kicked up. Stands have always been a problem for Packers. We've never really had the best of luck with them, but I mean, three points on the board down 30 to three is just very embarrassing, very disappointing considering how much we fought for Aaron Rodgers to be back and he didn't really show much care to be there. So I'm hoping, you know, Matt LaFleur kind of gets it together and gives us a little bit more inspiration next time because it's not I looking too hot uh, right now. Packers fans, you Packers fans are so spoiled after one bad game. Yeah. Imagine how it feels to be a Jets fan. I've seen them get destroyed 49 nothing on Monday Night Football to the Patriots. It's called Sanders, baby. We're stockholders. We're the only team. I'm stockholder. I paid money to own them. They better perform better. Dude, it's just – I saw a You're very ready to funny throw game. Aaron Rodgers away after one bad game. Listen, listen. Oh, listen. one bad game, not even. It's been a bad few years. Like, I can't even put this on what? confidently anymore because I feel like this is just a piece of mold now. It's not even fresh cheese. Aaron Rodgers is all moldy and washed up. He's not the same 2010. I can appreciate some Aaron Rodgers slander because I think he needs to get a little bullied. But he just won the MVP last year. Soft. He was the MVP. He was the MVP of the league. I know, but his just his attitude is just not there anymore. He's not the same. He looks a little depressed. No, the problem. All right, I have two things. Two, things two and fourteen say. last year. There's two two and fourteen. Two things I want to say. First one I gotta say. I saw a funny meme last night that was like the last team to lose to the Saints, thirty-eight to three, won the Super Bowl because that's what happened to the Bucks last year. So there is hope. Okay. Two. The problem is is Aaron Rodgers is a little prima donna. There, there is yeah. no fire under his butt because he knows what you're going to start Jordan Love over me. He knows it's not going to happen. Everything yeah. he's ever wanted, he's gone. So what bothers mm-hmm. me is this whole organization is firing people, hiring people, trading, doing everything for you. And I agree. You bitch and complain about it, bro. You're a, a hun- you make hundreds of millions of dollars, and you're one of the best at what you do. Shut I up like and win it. football, bro. Like, God. That's, 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 so yeah, I get, that's why we get frustrated because, you know, we are a stockholder team. We, we want to – be able to take pride in that. We, you know, we're one of the only team, we're the only team that does that. And, you know, growing up, my mom went to the Super Bowl in 2010, saw that. She just knows firsthand after watching him at that Super Bowl, he's not the same. And I don't even agree with, like, you know, McCarthy, we had him for a long time, and we just dropped him randomly last year. Why? Because Aaron was just being Aaron a little like and not listening. Then we got, you know, McFlurry over here. He's not listening to him either. So I think, the, honestly, the captain is not even – anyone else but Aaron, I think he's the runner of the team, which is not how it's supposed to be. I miss the OG Packers so much. Now you're in this predicament of, well, we don't want Aaron anymore, but we just gave him a fuck ton of money, and we have been babying him for eight years. So what? We just cut Aaron, we lose all this money, and then we suck on top of that? So it's like you guys are in a predicament now based off of your your past. Like, you kind of have to rock with him. Like, regardless if he wants to play or not, you're kind of fucked. Yeah, it's a questionable season for sure. Yeah, it's Aaron Rodgers. He should be able to run the team. Look what he's done for that organization since he's been there. Do you like if I was Aaron Rodgers, I wouldn't give a shit either. Who wants to live in Green Bay, Wisconsin? I'd be like, you either pay me the money and get my players, or I'll take my services elsewhere. What like I don't blame him one bit. He could go to LA and go play for the Chargers and be chilling him and Shailene Woodley down at Venice Beach. Like, I do not blame him one bit. If the Packers don't get on their knees and kiss his toes, that's their problem. That's their fault. They screwed up. They better do whatever it takes for that man to stay in Green Bay. Because if I was Rodgers, I would be like, fuck you. All 31 other teams will take me no problem. No question. So, so you Packers fans better be thankful it's for like, what you know, me, In me like, mind, it's like, why be in Green Bay, Wisconsin, when you can be for the Jets, baby? Like, let's go. Yeah, or be in New York City. <laughs> with your beautiful. I don't think my mom's going to like you very much after this podcast because she's sitting in Green Bay right now watching this. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, I'm not oh, hate awesome. Green Bay. I'm just generalizing <laughs> They better, they better kiss the floor that Aaron Rodgers walks on or he'll leave. But, yeah, so, Tab, you want to talk us a little bit about the Rams game? Do you want to cover that up? Yeah, um, I'm in a week of – I'm in a survival pool. Um, we had about 108 guys, and I'm sure a lot of people know the basic rules of that. Pick a team only once each week who's going to win. Thank God I didn't pick my Packers because I knew we were going to lose, not by that much. But I did pick my Rams and um, got to live another week aside on that. That was a very good game. I also hate the Bears, so I kind of knew the Bears stuck too. But 
knew the Bears weren't going to win that anyway, but I think Rams are honestly looking really hot this season. I think they're actually going to do really well. Oh, yeah. So, obviously, I'm a little biased to the Rams because I met Sean McVay when I was younger. Super dope guy. Super dope guy. If you can meet him, I recommend doing it. Very awesome dude. Um, when I met him, though, he was the OC for the Redskins, so he wasn't as, like, for the football team. He wasn't as, as big-named yet. But um, So, obviously, I'm a little biased to them, but Dude, to see Matthew Stafford have a real team around him was awesome. That was so much fun to watch. It just showed that, like, he actually is as good as people have been saying he is. You know, it really showed. And the thing about that makes him happy, too, is, like, when he played for the Lions, it, he kind of had this mindset that, like, if, if we don't score this drive, we're going to lose the game. We have to score every drive. Well, now you're with the Rams. You have way less pressure on you because your defense is so good. You know, so he's able to loosen up and throw some throws that he maybe not have thrown before. You know, like, it, it's got to be nice to be him, you know, especially, like, when you're – he kind of was calling the plays. He was kind of doing everything. Like, Detroit failed him. They got him out. I think it's a great decision. And as far as the Bears, they're the same team with different players. They're the exact same team with different players. You know, like, that's plain and simple. I agree. They did it really well. They had a really great um, offensive line. They were able to hold up and – have a good pass protection against Chicago. And I saw a few other like uh, players have a great start to their career with like, you know, Tyler Higby seems like he could be in line. Seems like he's going to have a career season. Now he's working with Stafford. So I think Stafford, I agree, has a really good team behind him now. And a lot of these guys are motivated. For sure. What do you, what do you think of Mitch? The Rams, the Rams are, dude, I got them in the Super Bowl, honestly. No way. That ass defense is stacked. All they really needed was a quarterback. I've always liked yeah. the Rams. Me too. They made it to the Super Bowl that one year, and, like, it was kind of all on Jared Goff as to why they put up three points. So, I mean, dude, they have Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, a revamped offense. I mean, basically they still have their core from the past four years where they've been pretty dominant, except for, I'd say, one year in between. But I don't see – why they couldn't make it to the Super Bowl, at least the NFC Championship, even with that tough division. For sure. Let's talk about uh, – so we basically covered all the big games. Um, let's talk about some individual performances. I like how the tab wanted to talk about the rookie quarterbacks. I'm going to start us off with that. Let's talk about T-Law. So he started off not too good, man, not too good. But he did bounce back, finished uh, 332 uh, – excuse me, 332 uh, passing yards, Three touchdowns, three interceptions. He only got sacked one time for 13 yards. Uh, his team did horribly. Yeah, so that's – when it comes to, like, it's so hard to see. I want I want him to ball out. I want him to be the best quarterback ever. I'm a huge T-ball fan. Like, I love the guy. But it's really hard to say what's going to happen with him with that team. Urban Meyer ain't it. He's not the coach that's going to build him. He's not. Yeah, that experiment's going to fail. Yeah, that's a failed experiment, experiment 100%. I don't know what tab you would you, you think about T Law this weekend? Um, I honestly, I was a little bit apprehensive and a little bit cautious about how he was going to perform. I think I'm like that with all of these rookie quarterbacks because you know NFL is so different than college, and I was just waiting for some of these guys to get sacked and start crying in the middle of the field. But I think I actually like T Law. You know, he has a beautiful wife. They're happily married now, and they're young. And I think he's going to be a a fresh, new, like little tiny newborn to the NFL community. So I'm excited to see more of what he does. You think that he has to leave the Jags to build a career or you think he's going to. Absolutely. I don't like him on the Jags at all. Don't like him. I see see him as like a, as weird as it is, I definitely see him maybe in like a Browns jersey. I thought you were going to say Packers. I was going to be like, get the. Absolutely not. Absolutely (laughs) not. I could see Trevor Lawrence just being a good quarterback and a shitty team for a long, long time. Yeah. Like a Stafford, right? That's what I was thinking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's I need to get out because I don't. I don't think he. Should I don't. Yeah, but but dude, it, I think they're too shitty for him to be a Stafford. That's the problem. He's gonna be like, a big fish in a small pond. It's not worth it. It's not. Yeah, but they are making bread off of his name. Yeah, red. So much money. That's kind of the perfect place for him to go with Urban Meyer and in Jacksonville. They got just like that college football vibe, which everyone loves down there. So, uh, next we, we talked about Mac Jones a little. Um, what about uh, what's Zach Wilson? Let's talk, Meech. Let us know how Zach Wilson did. Let's say Wilson, dude, 
he looked good. You won't see it, but he was throwing some zingers, and they were just getting dropped and a lot of drops. And the O-line is fucking horrendous for the Jets. Literally wouldn't even give him time to set his feet. And he still – there was one drive where he took them down from the seven-yard line for a 93-yard drive like that, and it looked like – I call him the Mormon Mahomes. (laughs) I love that. I love that. That's what all the Jets fans call him, the Mormon Mahomes. But he's going to be legit, I think, dude. He's got, like, a zip on the ball. He's fitting the ball into tight spaces. And, dude, he's like – I think he's going to be a beast as long as the Jets can give him some protection. But Kai Beckton, the left tackle on the Jets, just, like, sprained his MCL. So, that's not good. It's, it's going to be a long season. I, I didn't think the Jets were as bad as they are. But, um, I mean, it's definitely going to be a significant improvement from last year without Adam Let's Gates. get a record prediction. <laughs> whoa, whoa, my bad, my bad. I think they'll get – optimistically, the most wins they'll get is seven. I'm thinking realistically five Seven wins. and ten season. Whoa! Yeah, that's uh, that's a good – that's probably their, their ceiling. What, what do you think, Tab? What do you think about Zach Wilson this weekend? I feel bad for the kid, quite honestly. I think he had a lot of promise, but I, I agree with me. It's not his fault at all. I mean, the kid had six sacks, I think. That is not his fault. He had no pocket protection at all. And, I mean, the Panthers did say they were going to – I think they said something about making his first game a living hell, and I think they did do that, unfortunately. So, um, I hope the guys on the Jets kind of get it together and protect Zach Wilson because I would like to see him do better and have a little bit more opportunity to – Throw those more down and have them not dropped as well. No, so me just throw a little 360 at you. What do you think about Sam Darnold on Panthers? Darnold, he looks like different, honestly. He looked like a different quarterback. Yeah. I mean, he, dude, he wasn't like making those rookie mis- I mean, he was playing the Jets, and our secondary is pretty hor- horrendous. And he's got, I mean, he's got Christian McCaffrey there now, and he basically just fed Christian McCaffrey the whole time. And he had that one, you know, signature bomb to Robbie Anderson that he used to do on the Jets all the time. And Robbie Anderson went in the end zone, did the Jets dance. So that was pretty fucking disrespectful. (laughs) He did just come here and show, like, his former team up completely. Yeah, him and Robbie Anderson was on the Jets, too. And and, uh, so, yeah, he threw a 60-yard bomb to him, which is – it was the safety's fault. It was, like, our third-string safety. He just – didn't want to play coverage, so uh, I mean, yeah, Sam Darnold, you know, he'll be he'll be an average quarterback for the rest of his career, I think. I think he's got a career ahead of him, but um, yeah, I mean, played well enough to win. I'd say if Sam Darnold was on the Jets and roles were reversed, the Jets would have lost by like twenty five points. But you think if Wilson was on on the Panthers, they would have clapped them? They would have clapped. Yes. Them. Yes. I believe that. Wilson is nice. The Jets offense, not nice. Trash. So, at least that's good. We have, we, I think the Jets have their quarterback. So. Oh, yeah. So, we broke it all down. Let's give a little uh, breakdown for tonight's game. We got the Ravens at the Raiders. Tonight's game, we got the Ravens at the Raiders. Las Vegas. Oh, you good? Las Vegas. Oh, you good? Good. Is that echo? Yeah, it's echoing. All right. Um, Ravens at Raiders. We got Baltimore is a minus 3.5. The over-under is 50.5. What are we thinking? Well, how are we thinking tonight's going to go? I'll go I'll go first. Uh, I'm extremely biased. John Gruden always. I'll always root for Gruden. Never go against him. Um, I think the, the deciding factor, though, is going to be two things. I think, one, it's going to – Gruden has a defense, all right? Their offense was always good. There was never, there was never a question. They have good offense. They have a lot of weapons. They move the ball down the field. The problem was they would lose shootouts. You saw it with Kansas City. You saw it with the Eagles. You saw it in certain games last year. They would just lose shootouts. They just hired Gus Bradley. For everyone, including you guys who don't know who Gus Bradley is, when the Seattle Seahawks won the Super Bowl with Russ and they had, like, the Legion of Doom defense, he was their defensive coordinator. So now you're giving a John Gruden offense a very powerful defense with Derek Carr ran. You also have a bunch of injuries and question marks with the Ravens. I, I honestly see the Raiders upsetting, and I, I like them by 10 points. So it's minus three and a half. Uh, Ravens are favorited, right? Yeah, I like. I like. I don't know, like the numbers and stuff. But I think. I think. I think the Raiders win by ten. I'll take the Raiders with the spread. 
I could see the Ravens winning by three. So I'll take Raiders plus three and a half. Um, yeah, I think the Ravens aren't as good as people think. Like they really, I mean, J.K. Dobbins is out. They don't really have a running back. Like they're Le'Veon playing with a third string and a practice squad running back. Yeah, like Le'Veon Bell just got signed. So I mean, that's kind of all you have to know. And Devontae Freeman. Hollywood Brown wasn't as good as he was last or the year before last year. Maybe he'll bounce back. He probably will. I mean, Lamar's Lamar. He kind of, compared to his MVP season, kind of settled down there last year. But, um, I mean, in the Ravens' defense, I mean, they're good, but it's not like in years past. So, I don't know. I think the Raiders definitely have a shot to win. So, I think it'll be a close game, honestly. Dad? Uh, Gus Edwards is, is also out. Ravens are winning. You still have uh, Mark Edwards and Marquise Brown. He's going to – those guys are going to – I think you guys are wrong. I think Ravens are going to win tonight. I'm not sure by how much. I think it's going to be a close game, if anything. But um, I have confidence in the Ravens. I've always liked them. Yeah, I've got Ravens by three. I just think the problem is is when you play when you play the Ravens, right, you load the box up regardless. You, you put your corners lined up on the receivers. You pull one safety, maybe a two safety or like an extra linebacker out or bring a safety down. You load the box up and your, your game is the option. All right, you shut down Lamar's running, you make him throw the ball and you shut down the run game. There is no threat tonight outside of Lamar. Whoever they put at running back, he's not J.K. Dobbins. He's not the other guy they had. There's no threat. So I think they're just going to load the box up. And if they just bring a different linebacker every play and let them know someone's coming, you shut down Lamar and you make him play quarterback and throw and you make his feet on option. They're not, they're not, they're not keeping up with with Carr and, and Gruden's offense. They're just not. I just think the lack of threat is really going to hurt Lamar Jackson this season. Yeah, that's what they're going to have to do. Lamar's going to have to be their running game. If they shut him down and force him to throw, like you said, shouldn't be that hard considering they don't have a running back. Uh, yeah, I could see the Ravens. The Ravens having trouble putting up points. Honestly, yeah. Even on a shitty Raiders defense. Well, Any last second things y'all want to say? Well, no. thanks for coming on, Tab. We appreciate it. Hopefully, we'll see you on here again soon. Thanks for having me so much. Thank you, always. Let's go watch some of the Monday Night Football. We have Tabitha on as like a third partner with another guest if she's down. Yeah. <laughs>